Hey family, what's going on? Good to see you and God bless you. Thanks for joining us. As you can tell, we're on set in our series called At The Movies and we're excited to bring this to you. My name's Travis. By the way, I'm one of our, our pastors. And when we do this series, what we're, we're really revealing is God-sized truths out of these blockbuster hits. And Jesus did something just like that. He called them parables. He would teach a, a story that would was relevant to the people he was talking to and reveal an incredible truth. Unfortunately, today we can't show you the movie, but join us on one of our Sundays. Come back, hear from our pastor, Miles McPherson. I know you'll be blessed. But today I will share a little bit about the movie Sing. It's a great story about a bunch of animals, different characters, different stories, different backgrounds. There's there's a koala bear named Mr. Moon, and he owns this incredible theater, and he creates this singing contest, and the winner gets $100,000, and so all the characters come out. There's a lizard, there's a sheep, there's a couple of pigs, there's a teenage porcupine, there's a little character that looks like a mouse, and there's even a really, really special elephant called Mina. Well, they all had one thing in common. Besides their talent to sing, their desire to make it big, they were looking for their big break. But when they looked at themselves in the mirror, they all asked the question, do I have what it takes? I don't know if I have enough. Well, there's a really neat story in Scripture in the Gospel of Mark chapter 6 where Jesus is with his disciples. There's people all around. They've been ministering and blessing and performing miracles. And these guys are tired, but the thousands keep coming to hear from Jesus and they get hangry. That's not hungry, that's hangry. I'm tired and I want some food. And Jesus says, feed them. And the disciples look at him and say, I don't think we have what it takes. I don't think we have enough. Let's take a look at the scripture. In Mark chapter 6, 35, it says, By this time it was late in the day, so his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. Send the people away so that they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, You give them something to eat. They said to him, that would take more than a half a year's wages, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? How many loaves do you have, Jesus asked. Go and see. When they found out, they said five loaves and two fish. You've probably heard this story before. Then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and then some fifties. Taking the five loaves... And the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied. I love this story. And if you're taking notes, I want you to write this first principle down. I'm going to give you three principles before we end our time. But here's the first one. Breakthrough always begins with what you already have. As in the story seeing, they were looking for a breakthrough. In the story here with Jesus, the disciples, they needed a breakthrough. Jesus, we don't have what it takes. We don't have enough. So I want you to write that down. Breakthrough always begins with what you have. When you recognize what you have, God can multiply it. I don't know if you caught it in the story, but when Jesus said, how many are there? They said 5,000 men. They didn't count the women. And they didn't count the children. But who did the five loaves and the two fish come from? It came from a little boy. It was the boy who provided the opportunity for the miracle. Nobody counted him, but God counted him, and God used him to do a miracle. I want you to think about this. God uses those that other people don't count. Isn't that incredible? God uses those that other people don't count. So then Jesus told his disciples, go separate everybody into groups, some 50 and then some hundreds. Remember, they're hangry. They're hungry. They've been following him for days. And they said, Lord, rather than food, we want, we want the word. But there came a point where they said, okay, Lord, now we're hungry. So why would Jesus take more time and separate them, knowing that he can just be Jesus, be God, and bless them? Well, I want you to write the second thing down uh, in your notes. The best breakthrough takes time. Some of the best breakthroughs, it takes time. 
Jesus organized them. He put some in 50. He put some in 100. He took what probably looked like chaos and probably sounded like chaos. And he brought order to it. But it took time. And I don't know if you've ever thought, Lord, why are you taking so long? Hurry up. You're not on my timeline. Well, we know that God's timing is not our timing. God's ways are far above our ways. And so oftentimes the biggest breakthrough, it takes time. And I want you to remember that the best breakthrough takes time. So then the disciples brought what they had. They brought the, the little boy's uh, lunchbox, his lunchable, the five loaves, two fish. Jesus took it in his hands. He blessed it. And he, I want you to hear this. Jesus blessed what wasn't enough. Isn't that pretty neat? Jesus blessed what wasn't enough. And he reminds us, hey guys, be grateful for what you have. Be grateful for what's in front of you. A lot of times we say, Lord, I want more. I, I want this. I want that. Why would God give you more when you're not organized with what you already have? And so he, he holds it up in the air and he blesses it. And he reminds us, be grateful. Be grateful for what looks like not enough. And he'll take what looks like not enough and turn it into more than enough. So he took it, he blessed it, and then what? Nothing happened. Why? Because uh, until he broke it, that's when it began to multiply. And this is the third thing I want you to write down if you're taking notes. The breakthrough is in the breaking. Jesus took the bread, the, the five loaves, the two fish. He blessed it. So be grateful for this, but nothing happened. It didn't multiply until he broke it. See, the breakthrough comes in the breaking. I want to ask you a question. What is God currently breaking in you that could be the beginning of a breakthrough for you? What's God doing in your life, in your marriage, in your relationship, in your finances, in your job? That You're thinking, Lord, what's going on? Where are you? I'm in the storm. Someone needs to jump in my boat and save me. What's God currently breaking in you that could be the start of a breakthrough for you? God's at work, and I want to encourage you, he's doing something. And in the movie Sing, all the characters had been practicing, performing for this big concert that they were going to perform in the theater. It was a contest for, like we said, $100,000. I encourage you, go watch the movie. But one uh, moment, Mr. Moon, who owns the theater, he tries to make the show even better and fills it with water, and there's a flood. The stage breaks, the whole building crumbles and crashes, and the show is over. Mr. Moon walks away. He's sad, his head's down, but all the characters, the, the sheep and the, the lizard, the little mouse even, the gorilla, all of them come together, the elephant, Mina, they come around them and they realize, man, the blessing was in front of us the whole time. They found community, they found relationship, they found friendships, and the gift that was their, their blessing, singing, was there the whole time. So they rally together and they sing their hearts out, and man, is it awesome. Uh, some of the greatest blessings come right after some of the most devastating breakings in our life. I remember when my wife and I were trying to uh, have our first child many years ago, and, and it was months after, after month after month, and nothing happened. And we're thinking, Lord, what's going on? I'm, I'm a pastor. We're serving you. And God began to break our hearts, and we didn't understand. And in the midst of that, there was tension. There was, even as a pastor, just as a follower of Jesus, as a husband, there were arguments, and there was tension. And ultimately, we said, Lord, what we have is a blessing. I have a beautiful wife. I've been given a beautiful family already. And Lord, we know it takes a little bit more time. It's not in our timing, it's your timing. But it wasn't until the breaking of our hearts that we finally said, Lord, we surrender to you. And praise God, today we have two beautiful children. Now we've got to be careful what you ask for. Those guys are crazy, but we love them. They're incredible. And if you have kids, you know that. But some of the most amazing breakthroughs and blessings come right after some of the most devastating breakings in your life. I feel like God wants to share this with somebody today, that what you're going through is a process. You're going to get through it, and glory is just around the corner. And in 1 Peter chapter 4, it says, Friends, don't be surprised when many things come against you, fiery ordeals of many kinds, as if something strange were happening. God is at work. 
Take joy in the sufferings of Christ, for glory is just around the corner. So whatever you're going through, take heart. Know that God's doing a refining process. It's a spiritual refining process. And here's how we know that glory is around the corner for us. Jesus was our biggest breakthrough. When Jesus took your burdens, your fears, your shame, all the stuff that you have, he stretched his arms out over 2,000 years ago on a cross, and he carried all of that for us. And through his death, his burial, and his resurrection, we experienced the greatest glory, the greatest blessing, the greatest breakthrough in the history of the world salvation with him, everlasting life in heaven one day, and a kingdom life today. But you may not know that. You may not have experienced that for yourself today. So I want to pray with you, and I want to lead you in in a real simple prayer. And right where you are, you can be, if you're at work, you're in the car, wherever you're watching this, I want you just to close your eyes, bow your head, and pray this real simple prayer with me. And it goes like this. Dear Jesus, I love you. I need you. I don't want to try to make sense of things on my own. I don't want to lead my life by myself any longer. Jesus, come into my life. Fill me up. Give me a new mind and a new heart. Change me from the inside out. I confess that I'm a sinner. I confess that I've messed up, but I believe in your story, Jesus. Thank you for giving me a breakthrough today through the breaking of your sacrifice. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray that you would receive that today and know that we want to hear from you. We don't want to just give you a word and then not be able to connect with you. So if you made a decision today, whether for the first time or second time, or you're returning and you're recommitting, and this is, this is it, man. This is the moment. From this point forward, you're not looking back. Your life has changed forever. Would you just text the word SAVED to 52525? And that way we'll get you some resources and we want to invite you to come join us. If you're in San Diego, come visit one of our campuses. If, you, if you're out of town, come hang out with us and you can see uh, our pastor preach and he'll encourage you and we'll draw you closer and closer to Jesus. God bless you and we'll see you next time.